0: So today we're talking about what an upside-down kingdom looks like. You know, I first of all, I, I've, I don't know if you've watched The Chosen. I highly suggest it. I love the way that they depict the disciples. And, you know, as I've been thinking about it, reading through the Bible, I, I decided I'm convinced of one thing, and that's what, that Jesus knew what it was like to be a parent. And as, as I watch, you know, videos, they depict it well, and reading through Scripture, you know, Jesus is asked a lot of questions. He has to break up arguments and he's constantly followed by a crowd. He has even has to find a wilderness, a mountaintop to get away. I, I think he, you know, he probably doesn't have tiny fingers sticking under the bathroom door like I do, but he gets it, you know. I, I think he gets it. Last year's Sunday, I shared one of the many questions that the disciples asked. We can read in Matthew 18. The disciples came to Jesus and asked, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. It seems that it doesn't quite sink in for the disciples because our scripture that we're reading today, Jesus has asked a very similar question. We're going to read Matthew 20, 20 through 28. It's long, but stick with me here. The mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus. Her sons came with her. Getting on her knees, she asked a favor of him. What do you want, Jesus asked. She said, promise me that one of my two sons may sit at your right hand in your kingdom and promise me that the other one may sit at your left hand. Do you know, you don't know what you're asking for, Jesus said to them. Can you drink the cup that I am going to drink? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, you will certainly drink from my cup, but it is not for me to say who will sit at my right or my left hand. These places belong to those my Father has prepared them for. The other ten disciples heard about this. They became angry. Sounds similar. At the two brothers, Jesus called them together. He said, you know about the rulers of the Gentiles. They hold power over their people. Their high officials order them around. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Thanks be to God. By asking this question, James and John show great faith that Jesus is the Messiah. However, they miss a key Part of Jesus' teaching. Just prior to this conversation, Jesus' cup, as he explained himself, would be the sacrifice of his very own life. Whomever wants to be the greatest must become like a child, must be a servant, must lay our cares, our worries, our hopes, our ambitions at the foot of the cross. We spent last fall talking about the Sermon on the Mount and learning about God's upside-down kingdom, how those who are poor in spirit, those who um, are humble, those who understand their dependence on God, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. He shows us a new way to be great, a new way to be a leader, and Jesus shows us how we can be a servant leader. Now, being a parent is officially the hardest leadership role I have ever taken. I'm just going to say it. My little humans think that they can parent better than I can. Sometimes that might be true. Uh, For instance, the other day, my my kids love competition. I don't know where they get this from. Uh, But they like to compete about everything. And so I finally said, well, you know what? Jesus said the first is last and the last will be first. So now they are fighting over who is going to be last. (laughs) Not kidding. This is what happens at my house. (laughs) You know, whether you're a manager or a teacher, even a friend in your friend group, or a parent, we all have something to learn about servant leadership. The Theology of Work Project broke down the Sermon on the Mount this way to describe how to lead like Jesus. The servant is a person who knows his or her spiritual poverty and exercises power under God's control to maintain right relationships. The servant leader apologizes for mistakes. This is really hard as a parent. And shows mercy when others fail, makes peace when possible, and endures unmerited criticism when attempting to serve God with integrity. Jesus set the pattern in his own actions on our behalf, as we see in Matthew twenty twenty eight. If we approach others, understanding our own need and our own dependence on God, in meekness, in gentleness, apologetically, showing mercy, making peace, enduring criticism, and having integrity— How would we interact? How would we disagree? Discipline? How would we listen to others differently? Jesus has given us a roadmap with the Sermon on the Mount and in Scripture. The stories in Scripture show us again and again that we do not need to be great as the world understands and would define great. Or perfect. We don't need to be perfect people even. Jesus has paid our price, redeemed us from sin, and invites us into his story. Again, our verse today, and the closing verse, Matthew 20, 28. The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Let's pray together. Dear Jesus, thank you for coming and for turning the kingdom upside down. Lord, thank you for coming to serve us and for what we don't deserve, giving us grace, giving us love, and sacrificing your life for our sins. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for the youth that are leading us. We just pray that your Holy Spirit just moves in us and helps us to learn from one another. In your name we pray. Amen.